Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. Got to tell you something, March 4th, that's in two days. It's A couple of days. It's in two days. We're going to have a live podcast at Acme Comedy Company. There is, uh, there are very few tickets available. I was going to say there Correct. is there is one ticket available, but there are very few tickets available. Yes. Then I'll be there the rest of the weekend, and then uh, I'm going to keep going. March 11th, I'm going to be at Spokane. We added a second show. You can pick those tickets up, but you better hurry. March 12th through the 14th, I'll be at Tacoma Comedy Club in, of course, Tacoma. You guys are smart. You get it. April 9 through 11. And I mean this. Never forget. Never forget. And I mean like the big thing, not about my date. Skyline Comedy Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin. After that, 21. April 21, I'll be in San Antonio. 22, Houston. 23 to 25 at the... I got the... Sorry about this. I got stung in the tongue by a bee. Uh, April 23rd through 25th, I will be at Moon Chad Tower. Chad finally talked the way he thinks he looks. <laughs> 23 through 25 moon tower comedy festival then april 29th i'm in syracuse april 30th Mm -hmm. albany new york of course you know that may one and two i'll be at comics mohegan sun that's in connecticut and then listen we're gonna pump it up may 6th charlotte charlotte may 7th through 9th raleigh at good nights raleigh May 14th, I'll be in Virginia Beach for the first time in just about a million years at the Funny Bone. And then May 15 and 16, the Arlington Cinema and Draft House in Arlington, Virginia. Wow. Do it. Do it. Today, I turn exactly 45 years old. And you'll notice on the podcast, not one goddamn person in the room mentions it or says happy birthday. Anyways, I got to. Oh, it's weird. Did we record on the exact morning that the show came out? He's such a fucking, he's such a gaslighter. Is that how you use that term? Happy birthday to To you. Happy Happy birthday to you. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You have landed in the middle of somewhere. Across from me is, you know it, it's Cyrus the Virus. And guess what? I just came up with that. Hello! Wow, that was a very, uh, just brand new into comedy, introducing somebody, introducing the headliner. You remember how last week we had the whole conversation about Con Air and you got all into the audience about people getting after you because you you said that you came up with something you didn't, blah, blah, blah. True. And I kind of, as you were complaining about it, I was like, Chad, you're being a little dramatic. People aren't that worked <laughs> up about Con Air. Well, then you mentioned that he was a Marine. Yeah, oopsie daisies. Fuck, like literally the show, the show comes out at eight in the morning. I looked at my phone at 9 a.m. on Monday, and I had multiple messages like, hey, dipshit, Nicolas Cage was like an army ranger. He, he, I don't know what he is because I just flipped through the messages. Sure. But he's he's not a Marine. You blew it. And you were right. These people love Con Air. They love it because at 0830, I had three <laughs> helicopters fly over my house. 
Never happened to me before in my life at 0830. And I know that that's how you say that. I've been reading up about the military ever since, ever since I had a bomb threat over my home. <laughs> also, to the other thing that we talked about, we might have taken some liberties with the story behind the movie <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> And a number of people messaged me, including a fan that we like a lot named Julie. She wrote, Jenny dies of hep C. Look it up. As if that's something that you and I should have known. I think AIDS was a good guess. I think, but, yeah, I mean, I, not only do I think it's a good guess, I think it's better for comedy. Absolutely. But I did look it up. Did you know there was a, here's how people know that there was a sequel to Forrest Gump, a book <laughs> called Gump and Company, where I assume Forrest spreads hep C to just the lot of his shrimp workers. I completely agree. But yeah, and that's where it confirmed that Jenny had the hep C in the 70s and nobody knew what it was. They didn't know what hep C was till about 1989. So if you, I will say, Julie, if you would like us to redo last week's episode with a lot of like, Jedi, does baby Forrest have hep C? Like I can do that stuff all over again and still think I'm funny. Hep C doesn't change how much I love doing that bit. It works the same way. Let's play ping pong, H, A, P, C, all the same bits. They all work again. Also, watching this election start to boil down, and I know we don't do politics, and I'm talking about both sides of the coin here, both sides of the aisle, I don't think it matters if any of us tell the truth about anything. Forrest Gump had AIDS. Deal with it, Julie. <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, Jenny might have died of hep C, but guess what? Forrest ran across the country getting it. On his run, he was tired. Massages, massages. Everybody knows ninety percent turn Wank into that sex. Booya, Forrest. Booya, AIDS. That beard when he was running, that's an AIDS beard if I've ever seen one. I tell you that much. Jenny, <laughs> is that AIDS in my beard? I love that. Oh, I have to tell you this. I heard a guy with that exact accent. And, mm -hmm. and he was talking about the coronavirus. Need a line okay. for my coronavirus. He was talking about the coronavirus, and he was trying to be real smart. And he was like, it's not yet a pandemic. And then he okay. put his he put his hands up, and he goes, who says? But countries should prepare themselves. He put his hands up like, who says? And I said to him, I go, Wait, is this, this is not a guy on TV? This is just a human? You this is a human life? being at an airport. He said, who says? Countries should compare should prepare themselves. And I said, I have a question. I go, did you read that? And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, who says? And I go, no, no, man. I go, was who all capitalized? And he goes, yeah, like who? Like they meant it. Who says? And I go, that's the World Health Organization. You can't be walking around saying like, who says it's something? Who says it is? Who says you need to prepare yourselves, country? Well, I'll tell you who. The World Health Organization says you need to. The one that, like, that does the health all over the world and organizes health. It's the, it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. In the history of this podcast, never has there been something more difficult to follow at the beginning with a better payoff at the end. I know God it was difficult because it, it didn't make unbelievable. sense. Unbelievable. Naysay! They go to the moon. Naysay. Do you mean NASA? Yeah, who says? <laughs> hey, by the way, in the corner, 
We've got queso hermano. Queso hermano. Queso hermano, que pasa, mi amigo? Queso hermano with the hepatitis C. He's wearing a ski marathon shirt, and I have no idea what the fuck that is. Well, What's that? Is it a cross country ski marathon? Yes. Yes, it is. Well, good guess. I probably could have figured that out on my own. Thank you. Well, I just, I figured it was either. He gets a quarter for every time he goes down the hill for the March of Dimes, or he does a long-distance something for, for charity. It's amazing that we're all in here, because what our audience doesn't know, we, we do this show in a building, right? and outside the building currently, we had to get through a lot of security it was not in easy. the building. Because as of right now, five o'clock, when we started recording our show, there is an, because Amazon is apparently also in this building, there mm-hmm. is an anti-Amazon <laughs> protest going on outside. And I got to be real, regardless of uh, having any integrity or feelings one way or another, I like a good protest. I like a I good like, protest too. I like a good protest. I'm a big chant stuff and shout stuff guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about We Fest, Country Music Festival, uh-huh. up near our neck of the woods. Yep. I've been to it several times. Cheese Burn, let me tell you why you need to attend, because it's filled with thousands of people. And to go to where you watch the concert, there's this long trail, right, Chad? And you long know how trail. you walk through that underground tunnel? So long you could ski it for charity. <laughs> Once you get in that tunnel, people love to chant, especially the drunk whites. The drunk whites love a good chant. If you get in that tunnel and you just start chanting something, you can get anything going. I, amongst some of my favorites, um, one, you know, friend slash lover of mine, Joel, mm-hmm. I started a, <laughs> Joel is a queef. Joel is a queef. Do you know what it feels like to have 900 to 1,000 people chanting that your best friend is a queef as they walk to a country music concert? It's amazing one time i was at lambeau field watching the minnesota vikings and the green bay packers and i screamed at a referee and it started off in our section and within two minutes everyone was chanting asshole (laughs) and i was just standing there with my arms raised i was so proud of myself god i love a good chant i love a good chant too I love the ole, 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 ole. I love them all. I'm a I, big chant. You know what guy. I like about uh, protest is I like the creativity with the rhyming on the signs. Oh, yeah. Now, you're going to get a couple like Amazon, more like Scamazon. You're going to get those. But that's not bad. I didn't think that was bad. You said that, that like that was bad. Did you just think of that right now? I did, but I did think it was also horrible. Okay, but it was, I think you got to give yourself a little more credit. Okay, fine. I am surprised I'm even here because I had a road rage incident on the way in. Well, not. No, let me take that back. You have road rage incidents. I had. Whoa. So, whoa. What well, you do? You, you do. Time out. You don't, get to ha- you don't get to freak out and then be like, that's you. I did well, it, I, but that's you. Well, it, it wasn't on. I, I shouldn't have described it that way. So I was driving here. I was in the middle lane. So there's a lane to the left that you could go faster. And there was a guy in an SUV behind me that was really upset that I wasn't driving faster. And he pulled around me and then he pulled in front of me and slammed on his brakes and then sped off. Classic. And that's such a dipshit behavior. And I like I got so mad in the moment. I was like, I quickly processed like, here's what I'm gonna do. I wrote his I wrote his license plate down in my phone. And I had like before I came, you know when you get mad? And you go down a route that's very unrealistic of how you're going to solve it. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I literally was like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to make friends with a cop. You're going to find out where this guy lives, and you're going to start an emotional affair with his wife. Like, I was, fuck, like, I, I this mm-hmm. piece of shit, like, there's something about somebody dramatically overreacting to minor driving inconveniences that is maybe the least likable behavior on the earth. Now, I got to tell you, I don't care for the fact. And there's some bad behavior, so I'm going to take that back, but it's up there. I don't care for the fact that you're uh, driving, getting a brakes slammed on in front of you and you still take your phone out to type out the guy's license plate i voice text interesting voice text. i've still seen against the law but i've seen it. voice texts from you and there's no way you'd ever be able to find this guy they're not good no that's only part one okay part two i'm on a i'm going over a bridge and there's an exit ramp to get off and a semi truck clearly needs to get off and so he completely merges over cuts me almost runs me off the road okay and he has the phone number on the back to call have you ever called one of those (laughs) yeah except i don't tell them what they're actually doing i I make up a story did when you've called before (laughs) when you've called before did you get the automated message before you got to the real people like like i could leave a voice message well they i had to go through like push one for this push two to get to to my complaint, I had to go through the automated No, I've message. only I've only gone right to voicemail. Oh, see, I got a person. Oh, that's way better. I got a person, and she picked up the phone, and she was like, hello, and I was like, bad. You're driving bad. <laughs> and she goes, okay, hold on. And so then she asked for the location. I told them what the driver did, the whole nine. And then she asked the craziest question I've ever heard. She goes, uh, can I take down your name? Fuck, No. Yeah, no, no chance. You think I'm gonna give you my first and last name so you can fire a trucker so he can come stick an entire tire up my asshole? There's no like. Why would anyone ever? Yeah, why don't I just tell you? Uh, why don't I just tell you where Jenna sleeps at night? The exact location <laughs> in our house. <laughs> but I don't think they get fired. I think the lady just calls him and is like, "Bill, you are not gonna believe this, but Cy Osmondson." called and he told me you're not doing great driving over a bridge you know what she'd actually say is bill you're not gonna believe this we got a call from a fella named chad daniels from (laughs) fergus falls (laughs) and he said if you want to if you want to do something about it park your truck in his street and come fight his ass Have I ever told you the story about okay so I was uh, at the Montreal comedy festival Okay. Montreal, Canada. And uh, it's Got supposed it. to be this real big thing when you get this thing called New Faces. It's like, new faces. It's like ooh, maybe you're get, maybe they'll give you $10 million just for telling a joke. Everyone's, did you get $10 million when you did it? No, I never did. No, me neither. Yeah. So I got there, and we went to a place called the Comedy Nest. For the practice set. Right. Well, we were just watching, though. Because oh, it was a bunch of, uh, bunch of really big names. And Uncle Joey... From Full House, what's his name? Dave Coulier. Yeah, Joey Gladstone. Is that true? Jake. Well, we better be pretty accurate. I would assume our fans are going to be upset yeah. if we fuck this one. Uncle up. Joseph Gladstone. Uncle Joseph Gladstone. No, no military history that we know of. <laughs> also, pretty clean bill of health. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No hep C. So he's on stage and he is doing his set where he won Star Search. It's the same set. I remember it. Okay? Wow. He's doing like the cut it out, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
And so I'm there with a, a gentleman, a friend of ours named Chris Fairbanks. Oh, the incredibly funny Chris Fairbanks. Now, Dave Coulier keeps looking at a set list. And so I said, wow, you think you'd remember the set that won you $100,000 on Star Search? He hasn't changed a joke. <laughs> Out loud? Out loud. So this woman turns around and she goes, hi, I'm Dave's manager. And I froze and I go, hey, Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> and Chris is right behind me. And Chris goes, hi, my name's Chad Daniels and I'd like to have sex with you. <laughs> That's what he said. Right to her. Right to her. I might have Me Too papers out there on me. I don't know. Oh, man. So same. I, I think I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Same festival. We go to this. We have a French driver. It's our bus driver. And he's so nice to us and ends up like we're really jiving. Right. And so he goes, I never bring Americans to French parties, but I'm going to bring you guys to an amazing party. So we go there. And we go like through this back door and up these little side stairs and we get up there and it's amazing. There's three beer tubs. It's this huge loft and it's okay. just like music is pumping. He makes everyone stop the music and he says to them in French, he said, well, he says some stuff in French, then turns around and he goes, I told them you are my American friends to take care of you and to treat you like you're French. And we were like, okay. this is awesome. And so we are partying. And this one dude, kind of being spazzy, bumps into me and then is very apologetic, goes, gets me a beer, hands me the beer, whatever. And uh, we stay there till about six in the morning. Okay. At eight in the morning, we're back at the hotel after having several pull-up contests on scaffolding. <laughs> we're so drunk. We get back to the hotel. And there's a pounding on the door. I go to the door. It's the manager of the hotel. And he goes, you have to pick up your phone and take this call. So I always take the phone off the hook when I'm sleeping. Yeah. So I put it back on. And there's someone on the other line going, would you like to get back to your country? <laughs> and I was like, what's happening? Well, keep in mind, I'd just gone to bed not too long ago. He goes, would you like to get back to your country? And I go, I don't know what's happening right now. And he goes, I have your identification. And I go, <laughs> I have my thing right here and I check and I don't have my wallet. That dude that bumped into me that bought me that beer pickpocketed me. Oh, I know. So we have to go back. So I call Chris. I'm like, also, that's that, you know, that is very quantity 12 Tetris. There's a lot better ways <laughs> to say I have your ID than would you like to get back to your country? Huh? I know. I that sounds like a threat. It was. That's what like, I thought. Do you, do you like both your legs and your penis? Because I go, uh. Well, I also, I I'm, at a, I'm at a festival with comedians. So I think, really? Who's doing this? Bruce Bruce? <laughs> so I call Chris Fairbanks. And I go, hey, man, you got to come with me. I don't know what's going on. I got pickpocketed last night. And for some reason, this guy has my ID. I think it's the guy that pickpocketed me at this time. Okay. So I go back to this little party thing and no, there's no longer an entrance to get in in the back. We can't find Weird. the entrance in the back of the building. So we go to the front. We have to go through a Chinese like grocery store and go up through like there's a fish cleaning area. We have to go up through that. We walk into this place and it's a it's a someone's house. It's someone's home. They have furniture all over. And this man walks out in a robe and he goes are you Chad Daniels? And I said, yep. And he goes, you like to get back to your country? I go, yeah, 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 yeah. We've been through that, of course. <laughs> and he goes, I find your identification and credit cards in my corner. 
And I was like, well, I don't know what happened. I go, I get, must get pickpocketed. What happened was guy took my cash, threw it into the corner instead. Well, I'll tell you this. Thankful for that. He could have thrown it in the garbage. Yeah. But instead he throws it in the corner and that's uh, apparently how you treat French people. <laughs> I was not thrilled by any of it. But Chris, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't a long ruse by the bus driver? Everybody listen up. I oh. have uh, tricked these two dumb Americans. Yeah, of course. And what voice is that? Who am I today? What is happening? Well, I think... Look at the one with the sloppy teats. If you bump into him, his body will shake. He won't know you're taking his wallet. <laughs> I, was, I was very fit back then. What am I, a French Muppet? Is you, that what that was? French you, Muppet? Yeah, you seem like if Chell was French. Yeah. <laughs> You That sounds about right. I had a girl who was really trying to cheat on her husband with me when I was in uh, Alberta, Canada. She came over to the condo. Okay. And she was going to try to she was going to try to mush. She wanted to get some. Beef. And then I found out she had a significant other, okay. a husband. Yeah. And I was like That's pretty and I took I took a stance. I said, you know what? No, thank you. Uh, and she left, but she also left her ID. And then I was going to give it back to the club and say, hey, this, you know, I pretend I found it on the club for, forgot, kept it in my pocket, mm -hmm. went back to Minnesota. And then one of my friends was looking through my jacket and just found it. And I look like a serial killer. Do you know how hard it was to convince them that I accidentally had a random Canadian's driver's license in my yeah. pocket? And then they find three teeth in your other pocket. You're like, you guys, listen. <laughs> Christina is safe. You can look her up on the internet. She, although now she goes by Christina because she's missing her front teeth. <laughs> Moving completely across... The whole continent. Yeah. From French Canada. From French Canada, from Quebec. Quebec. Do you remember, by the way, the time? Because I, when I did Montreal, I did not enjoy the French people up there. And so when I was shortly thereafter going to do Conan, I called you and I was like, Chad, I'm thinking about starting my set by saying, Good evening, America, and all non-French-speaking parts of Canada. Yeah. And it was the worst idea I've ever had. Do you remember what you said to me? No. You confidently said, that's great. I, I stand by it. <laughs> that's the moment I was like, I got to find a different advice guy. No, because I think that the, all of the industry in show business goes, where could we have... One of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. Hey, I know where they don't laugh at anything but big paper mache heads. Quebec. <laughs> I watched a group of people. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you see that Dracula with the big head? Oh. <laughs> it was a normal-sized body. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I watched They're like piñatas, but different. <laughs> that tooth of the Dracula is as big as my arm. <laughs> It's, it's the worst. I went there one time and I was screaming at a crowd. I was just, I lost my mind. First of all, I was in a show called The Masters with like, I can't remember who was all there, but Dan Natterman and Tig Notaro and Greg yeah. Barrett was hosting it. And uh, Kevin Meany was there, the guy with the bow tie, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Okay. And he walks in, looks at Tig and looks at Dan Natterman and myself and he just goes, Masters, huh? And walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. a, it was amazing. <laughs>
but I was screaming at the crowd because I go, I go, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna walk around and get pictures with big paper mache heads and come here and not smile at all. I go, how do, the French sense of humor sucks shit the most out of every sense of humor in the world. Lost my mind. I just, I don't understand why that's what, where they picked to go. Okay, so we're we're traveling across the country. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I we're was in from Las, French Canada to Las Vegas. Las, is this your Las most Vegas. recent trip? This is, is my this, this, is, this is a week ago. Okay, gotcha. So, as a lot of listeners know, if they've listened to the whole thing, my dad last known whereabouts, Las Vegas. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't know that we'd revealed that on oh, the podcast. I thought so. I thought we did. I thought okay. uh, that we f- he stole a car. I think the last the audience heard from him, he was waving goodbye to you in a stolen vehicle. Oh, interesting. So anyway, yeah. so a couple weeks after that, uh, I get a call from the cops in Las Vegas saying like, hey, have you heard from your dad? We found a car with his stuff in it illegally parked. Okay. And so we towed it. So now when I go there, just to make everyone uncomfortable that I'm with, I will yell at homeless people, are you my dad, Steve? I'll yell that. (laughs) And there was a Hispanic guy named Rodney who just goes, he turned around (laughs) and he goes, look at me. Do you think, and pretty dark skin, and he goes, look at me, do you think I'm your dad? And I go, Rodney, you'd be surprised. The lengths that this man will go to to hide from the law. I have no How idea. How the fuck did you figure out his name was Rod? Because earlier on in the conversation, he had yelled it. But then finally he yelled, do you really think I'm your dad? Oh, so you go, are you my dad? And he says, my name is Rod. No, because I kept going, Steve, Steve, Steve. And he turned <laughs> around and he goes, it's Rodney. <laughs> That's how I knew that. I just cut to the chase on that one. My dad, I would tell you one more story about my dad. My dad used mm-hmm. to always, when we were driving... He'd mm-hmm. always go, hey, there's a speed trap right there. Write that down. Because we'd always have like notebook. We had to like journal our trips so we didn't bother our parents. It was really annoying. But he'd be like, cool. Speed trap right there. Write that down. What mile marker is it? What town are we near? All this stuff, right? And he'd be like, yeah. he'd be like, oh, there's there's cars pulled over right here. Write that down. What mile marker are we at? And then I... This sounds like the worst vacation. And this... I'm I'm someone who... Growing up, we drove from Minnesota to Montana every year for vacation, which, heads up, it's like driving back in time. I'll tell you this. Number one, to go from Minnesota to Montana, you only drive through North Dakota, so that's not saying a lot for that state. No, it is sure not. Number two, I just had the inkling the other day when I was using my Maps app, I was like, oh my God, my dad maybe invented Waze. (laughs) Where he's like, write down where that cop is. Write down where that car's pulled over. And I'm like, I've always had the theory, I think my dad's dead because he would have asked me for money. Maybe he's alive and hasn't contacted me because he doesn't want to give me any of his ways money. I bet it's way more likely your dad is at a bar right now telling people that he thought of ways before ways. <laughs> that is true. My mom my mom told me the other week. She goes, "Do you remember when I had that roll away rock idea?" And I was like, "No idea." My mom spent $1700 when I was little pat- making getting a patent for basically fake rocks and fake 
mulch for your shrubs where instead of actually putting rocks down, you just have to roll out like this, a mat, like a mat with fake rocks on it. And so you, so you can just, instead of like having to rake leaves out of it, you just pull it out, spray it off and put it back. And I was like, how much money did you make from that? And she goes, $19 after I sued the people I was in business with. Can I? Can I tell you a couple of things? Yeah. One, I often when you talk about your mom, because she's so incredible, and then you talk about your dad, and he is the opposite. I I think me and most audience members go, yeah, how did those two wind up together? But when you tell me as a baby, she invested $1,700 into some rollaway mulch. <laughs> rollaway rock, smartass. But you also said mulch. I know, I'm just kidding. You said kidding. mulch was an option. But now, <laughs> now let's step past that. And can I tell you something else? <clears throat> yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's not horrible. I agree. It's not the worst. It's better than, hey, son, we got to get you out here and get you rapping. Like, it's better than that. We're kind of recapping a lot of stuff from old episodes. Sure. So I'd like to continue. You know how every, it's not old episodes, but I keep telling you I'm going to tell you this story that happened a few weeks ago. You know how every episode... When you're doing your dates, you say 9-11. Never forget. And then you say never, of course. never forget. Now, that's a thing that I have done for a long time as well. And I think I forget that because we're around each other and other people like us, that you we talk in a way that other human beings don't. And right. I... With respect. Got, I was at, I'll call it with respect. Yeah, with respect. Sure. Yeah. I, and that is, uh, could not be a better way of putting this because I just do it so much. I was at Whole Foods and they were ringing my stuff up. It was like, uh, it was like a teenage kid. I don't think he was 16. I think he was closer to like 20, but he was, I'm pretty sure a teenager. Okay. And he goes, it'll be 9-11. And as I pulled my phone out to use my Apple Pay, I was like, never forget. And I just put it up there and he talked to me like I was his son who had stolen money from him. He goes, are you making light of that event? And the moment a child spoke like that, I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be bad for me. Yeah, and when you're getting scolded by someone who wasn't born yet, that's, oh yeah, that's troubling. And I was like, I, just, I said to him, I go, I... That's just a habit. And he goes, well, it, was, it was a pretty serious event. And I think when people make light of it and make all these jokes. And then he went into this whole thing about how the families and all this stuff. I almost like passed the blame on to you. I was almost like, do you know comedian Chad Daniels? He thinks that there's dads who abandon their families by pretending to die in the towers. I don't think it. I know it. And our close friend, Mike Cronin, I have been in like, I think this is his fault that I'm getting worse at conversing with people because I have, we probably talk to each other five times a week on the phone. That's a lot. And in the last four years, I don't think any of those have been me talking to him. <laughs> we have been calling each other in character for four years and I am running, basically I call him as either a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, or an accountant, all working for my organization, PsyCorp, <laughs> whose sole and entire goal is to try to convince him to let our company cut his penis off and store it in a jar <laughs> in our desk. <laughs> so I can't, 
I can't imagine uh, why I would have had that 9-11 problem. Oh, you one time, <clears throat> same thing, exact same thing. N number one, I don't believe you that you were at Whole Foods and something just cost $9.11, but also, or was that your change? It was, literally, it was literally two very small items. Oh, I thought maybe it was your change from 100. Secondly... <laughs> Um, I've had someone say that to me before they go, uh, 9-11 and I'll go never forget. And then they come down on me too. And I'll go, yeah, have you forgotten? Then it's working. <laughs> like I always try to bring it back. Like I'm doing something, which I kind of am. I mean, if someone's wearing a never forget t-shirt, do you give them grief? Of course not. When I say never forget, I mean it. Do you? I absolutely do. Cause it's become synonymous with 9-11. Okay. I think it's habitual. Yeah. I think it's like you hear 9 11, or like right when I'm playing ping pong, when, mm -hmm. so, when someone I'm playing ping pong with goes 9 11, you know, I, I never say that because I'm never losing. Mm -hmm, I, I, was, I always have to be 11 9. Yeah. For, forget if you want because it's <laughs> nothing ever happened November 9th. What is 8th of November is an important day, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's a very Which one's that one? Day. Jeez, bro. Remember, remember the 8th of November? Yeah, isn't that like D-Day or something? <laughs> yeah, I just remember the rhyme. I don't actually know what it means. Okay, you don't even love this country cheese, bro. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta tell you one more thing about my mom. I know that that thing was stupid or whatever, but my mom one time, so my mom worked at Otter Tail Power, yep. which is the power company in town. She worked downstairs, and there are two buildings across the street from each other, right? Okay. Next to her building was a gas station called M&H. Okay. Now, do you remember when you were younger and you had those nylon jackets with the snaps from sports? Yes. They would have like the um, elastic. Breakaway. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they would have the elastic cuffs near, yes. your, near your hands. Yes. So, <clears throat> you know, I didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. I think I've to told people about that. My mom was trying to start up a fake rock business. <laughs> and so we didn't have a lot of extra dough around the house. My dad was gambling on flies landing. You get it. <laughs> So I went to M&H with my friends. We'd walk there from school and then um, I would get there. And I, I, so th they'd have hot dogs where you, the bun was in the tinfoil wrapper and I would mm -hmm. end up putting two in one wrapper, getting one oh, free hot yeah. dog. Hide the, hide the double right. dog. I would also take, I had this move where I would, I would pick up like a Starburst package or Rolos or a Butterfinger or anything that was long skinny and i would pull out the elastic by my by my wrist and i would mm -hmm. slide it in okay so i would have like an arm full of candy and then i would sell the candy when i went back to school after lunch totally so i walk out of mnh and i make sure i get past my mom's building because there's a door right in front of it and i know she could see if i whatever so i went past her building and i started unloading my sleeve Mm -hmm. And my mom apparently had needed something across the street at the other building because she was walking across the crosswalk <laughs> as I was unloading the candy. Yep. And I was grounded and couldn't wear a jacket to school during the winter for one <laughs> month. That's true. <laughs> one of our listeners, after we did the, the couple's advice... Okay. Uh, that we did last week sent me an article about somebody who they're like, well, you know, somebody who needed probably some couple advice. And it was a story <laughs> about a guy who set a million dollars on fire to keep his wife from getting it in the divorce. Oh, wow. So let me give you just the highlights of the story. A Canadian man 
set a million dollars on fire so his wife couldn't get any. His name is Bruce McConville. You, you sounds, want to get back into your country? You think that sounds French? I Not think at all. I think it sounds like a guy, it's gonna, he's a guy who's about to talk to you about like helicopters. He sounds like, like a guy who's going to guest star on Kids in the Hall. <laughs> guest starring Bruce McConville. It says, Bruce McConville, 55, a businessman, and here's the home run, and failed mayoral candidate from <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> Said he sold several properties, then burned the cash. So while getting divorced from his wife, he knew that he was going to have to pay her. And instead of letting them properly assess his worth, he sold his holdings and lit the money on fire. Can I do an impersonation of his wife? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is Bruce's wife. Well, I'm sorry, Bruce. Sorry. But... There was a lady with tarot cards told me I was going to marry the mayor. Said I'd be married to the mayor. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that was, we've done some bad things on this show. <laughs> but your impression of Bruce McConville's wife is near any of my impressions. <laughs> Dude, here's the here's the real kicker. He had no proof that he actually burned the cash. No video, no witnesses, just him saying he did it. Oh so my a God. judge a judge put him in jail for 30 days and then he's also getting fined $2,000 a day, which will go to his wife until he starts following court orders. Now all of this is pretty just intense. But I was able to find a one of his mayoral candidate videos. <laughs> like an ad? Like an ad. Oh, like he's yes. like, this is what I'm all about. Sure. And I only need us to play like the first 15 seconds because this is his like top rated mayoral candidate video. And given what he just did, the beginning of his his video is amazing. Great music, by the I way. I love it. Yeah, it's upbeat, very mayoral. Hello, everyone. I'm Bruce McConnell, <laughs> and I'd like to be the next mayor of Ottawa. <laughs> Fiscal responsibility is the single most important issue that our city council has to grapple with and tackle. Hi, I'm Bruce McConnell. Obviously, money's a big deal here in Ottawa. So I didn't let my bitch of a wife get her hands on any of it. Vote, vote McConville for Ottawa mayor. You want me to cut taxes? I can do better than that. I burn money. Hey, is your wife acting up? Let me come on over to your house and show her how it works. Bruce McConville for mayor of Ottawa. I'm Bruce McConville, hopefully mayor of Ottawa, and I'm going to squish your head. It's a kids in the hall reference for anyone not understanding. So you thought with how bad I want to say this whole show is gone and your McConville's wife character and yep. the first kids in the hall reference. Sure. You thought, what if we call that back and double down? Hold on, on for episode? a second. The reason I did it is because I'm a little thrown off 
now mm-hmm. that I know my dad no longer lives in Las Vegas, but instead <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> I gotta go. Hi, Chad Daniels' father, Stephen Daniels here for Ottawa Mayor. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.